baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. That was it. That was Merrill and Mike on the call. They did a great job on so at least one um, you know, piece of the Eagles organization was uh satisfactory on Sunday because Merrill and Mike at least, you know, did a good job. Um just describing the ineptness of this organization. But uh it was it it was it was a terrible performance all the way around. Eagles tie the Bengals if you're just waking up and some living under a rock you didn't see it. Uh, the Eagles and Bengals tied 23-23 yesterday. Phillies lost 5-0 to Tampa Bay when everything else went right for them. Um, and they're not in the playoffs. 18 playoffs in the National League. Um, Phillies aren't in it. So that's where we are in Philly sports right now. But a uh, terrible performance for the Eagles. And obviously when you look at the Eagles right now, um, the story's the quarterback. And it's, I, I don't know, I, I don't know how it's gotten this bad this quick. But Ever since he threw that interception in week one, um, he's been awful. And I I don't know what is wrong, but this quarterback has gotten so much worse. Uh, he's gotten, he's regressing at an, just a warning rate. Like, uh, I've never seen an Eagles quarterback drop off. Like, I've seen bad Eagles quarterbacks. Um, Mike McMahon, uh... Kevin Cobb, like, I've seen some bad, bad Eagles quarterbacks. I've never seen a guy, though, just fall off at this kind of of, of rate. And it is it is alarming on so many levels. Um, and uh, I'm tired of hearing him after the games. I'm tired of hearing him talk about how he's going to get better. Here's Carson Wentz after the game, uh, just giving his appraisal of his performance. Really, that's every game. You know, you're going to miss a couple. You're going to, you know, make some plays. Things happen. Um, obviously, I got to just be better. I got to, you know, handle some of these. And, and some of them are communication. Just make sure we're on the same page with, with everybody. And some are just, you know, poor throws. And I got to be better. And, and I will. And, and guys are, you know, we're still meshing and gelling as a team and, and building the chemistry. And, um, you know, a lot of moving pieces today. And not as an excuse, but guys will continue to get this experience and learn from it. And we'll all be better, including myself. I mean, he says he's going to get better every week. He's not getting any better. Like, he's getting worse. Um, And as I said in the last segment, the coach has no confidence in him. When the coach will not try to improve his – a 59-yard field goal, which is, what, four yards less than the NFL record? And he doesn't even trust his quarterback to pick up a couple yards in that spot? Yeah, that's a major issue. And I'm in no way defending Doug Peterson – uh, what Doug did on Sunday was awful. He was pathetic. But I get why you don't trust the quarterback right now. He can't make simple throws. I, the, the throw that he missed to Miles Sanders, that, that's a game changer right there. That, that's the game. That is a touchdown. Um, throws that he misses throughout the point of the game. Simple reads. The first pass that he throws that gets intercepted. That ball's tipped at the line. That was going to be a pick anyway. I don't know what he's seeing on that play. There is nothing there. There's absolutely nothing there. Carson Wentz, he almost threw an interception earlier in overtime 
in his own territory. Where, thank goodness, it was a poor throw into the ground, or else that was getting picked. I don't know what he's seeing. I don't know how he, uh, accuracy's always been an issue, but he's so inaccurate that it is it is awful. And I, I tweeted this out earlier, but so if you follow me, you can find it on my timeline, or you can just follow Brian Boldinger. But Brian Boldinger tweeted out like a two and a half minute clip, just illustrating the simple throws that Carson Wentz is missing and. Uh, real quick before we get back to the phones, just a couple of them. If you remember one play where he throws the show, by the way, to Sean Jackson's hurt again. Uh, shocking. Shocking that you can't rely on a uh, 33-year-old receiver um, who bases his game on speed. He's got a hamstring issue. That, I mean, uh, that that came out of nowhere, of course. Um, but hey, the good news is we might have Alshon back next week. Great. Uh, I'm sure Alshon will respond great when Carson Wentz is missing him. Uh, that's gone over so well in the past. We could really use his speed, too. Yeah. Um, what are the odds we get some anonymous sources this week? Uh, by the way, when the Eagles are losing, guess who I saw resurface on Twitter? Oh, don't tell me. Our old buddy Skandrick. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. I saw him, too. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's back, <laughs> of course. But there was a throw out to Deshaun Jackson. Very easy throw um, where it goes down as a two-yard completion, but it was behind him. If if it's thrown in the right spot, that's a big gain. There was a play in overtime earlier where the Eagles threw. It was third and nine in their own territory, and they threw a little swing pass out to Miles Sanders. And I'm you watch it in real time, and you're like, uh, what a horrible call. But you look at the replay. It was there. It was a massive gain. It might have been a 90 yard touchdown, but Carson Wentz throws it at Miles Sanders' feet. Incomplete. Screen pass to Boston Scott. Simple screen pass. Well set up. Ball thrown inaccurately. Incomplete. The Miles Sanders one I said earlier. The the big play down the sideline. Uh, terrible throw. I mean, Carson Wentz is, is a negative for this team right now. He's a terrible quarterback right now. I don't know how it's happened. I don't know how it's gotten this bad. Um, But he's the team's biggest problem. He sucks right now. I, I don't know what else to say. There's no other way to put it. He's terrible. No, even on the complete, like even in completed passes, he's leaving yards out on the field by throwing the ball behind him. He's not hitting them in stride so that they can move the ball down the field. He's wildly inaccurate. Right, and I don't, you know, I, I know it's a thumb thing. I don't, I don't like to blame, you know, guys for getting other guys hurt. But the play Jalen Rager got hurt on last week, it was a hospital ball. It was a ball that Carson Wentz. Uh, Jalen Rager took a huge shot on that play. Yeah, last season Dallas Goddard took a nice shot, or uh, Zach Ertz took a nice Knocked shot to the ribs. The yeah, game, yeah, same type of deal. And listen, I mean, we know that the interceptions are starting to pile up on Carson Wentz this year, but the inaccuracy issues they they've been troubling him for years now. And I think maybe it's just now that the interceptions are starting to catch up to him. I mean, yeah. we've seen him throw plenty of interceptable passes in the past just from being inaccurate. Yeah, and uh, you know what? I don't want to hear about the O line. I don't want to hear about the coaching staff. I don't want to hear about the receivers. Quarterback's got to play better. This is a fifth-year guy. This isn't a rookie. This isn't a second-year guy. We got to hold him to a higher standard. Donovan McNabb got held to a higher standard. Donovan McNabb, if Donovan McNabb played three straight games the way Carson Wentz played, the pitchforks would be out. Seriously. And I'm a Donovan guy, but I'm just calling it the way it is. I mean, Donovan McNabb, if Kyle, 
Can you imagine if Donovan played three straight games the way Carson Wentz has played these last three games? Oh, he, yeah. <laughs> well, we probably would have been calling for him to be benched after uh, the first. Oh, without a doubt. And I just don't know how you fix him. I really don't. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. Let's go to Mike in South Philly. What's up, Mike? Yeah, how's it going, Tom? Uh, it's going great, man. How are you doing on this beautiful Monday morning? <laughs> You're not fired up enough. You sound too calm tonight. Yeah, I'm, Mike. I'm. I'm. I mean, I don't know. Sunday. Uh, can you remember a worse day than that in totality uh, for for this city in sports? Uh, off the top of my head, no. I mean, I mean, I'm sure there was one. I don't. I mean, I have to go and think. I haven't right. even thought, thought about it. But that reminds me. Um, before I get off, remind me. I have a, a eulogy for the Phillies. Okay. So, uh, oh well, I'm sure. I'm sure that'll be uh, very heartfelt. Yeah. I'm looking forward to. It. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. To me, there's one thing that is the most important thing to get out of the season by far the rest of the way, and I don't even think there's a close second. And to me, the most important thing that this organization needs to get out of this season is for Jeffrey Lurie to take notice that things are rotten to the core. You know, if this season ends, and I don't think there's, I mean, do you think there's any chance this team wins the Super Bowl this year? No, oh, right? No, no. I mean, at the end, I, mean I, sh- I shudder to even say, there's any hope for them to go to the playoffs, but they are in the NFC East. So, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe they could get to the playoffs. Maybe this tie will really come in handy down the stretch. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think you, nobody, nobody listening thinks this team has any shot to, to win a Super Bowl, let alone even go to one. So, if obviously, that's, you know, that's the, end, that's the end goal for everybody. So, Jeffrey Lurie, when this season is over, he has to take notice and say, you know what? There's something going on. There's something wrong. Because it's just, it's rotten, and it's bad, and this is one of the worst. Look, man, I picked them to go 8-8 eight and eight or 7-9. and nine. Even I didn't think it was going to be this bad. Mm-hmm. But they're one of the five worst teams in football. Maybe one of the three worst teams in football. Yeah. No, no, they are. They are, Mike. And, um, I mean, I didn't see it being this bad either. I I picked them to go 9-7, and seven, but in reality, I thought they were like a 7-9 win team. I didn't see it being this bad. They're poorly coached. They're poorly prepared. The effort's not there. The quarterback plays awful. Uh, they don't do anything well. They don't do anything well. Oh, no. No, no they're, they're terrible right now, especially with the quarterback. But like, here's my thing. Look, I don't expect – look, midway through that game, I decided – remember I told you last night, I decided midway through the game before the result was, was even finalized that I'm rooting for losses in draft position the rest of the way. Now – I don't expect anybody to join that venture with me. Look, when people sit down in front of their couch and in front of their television or on their couch in front of their television on Sundays, they don't want to root for Carson Wentz to throw interceptions. They don't want to root, root, actively root for the opposing team to score touchdowns. However, I think, and I, I, I want to at least get you to commit to this and everybody listen. I, I think we can at least come to an agreement or meet in the middle here that while you may not be willing to root actively root for the Eagles to lose. I think everybody listening right now has to at least logically admit that it's better for them to lose games. I can see I can see why you'd say that, Mike, but I'm not sure I'm not sure that is true. I'm really not. Just because of, you know, culture and stuff like that. I, I think that stuff does matter. Um I think you see it right now in in the NBA, you see it with a team like the Miami Heat that, uh, you know, not tanking and losing and totally bottoming out. I do think that unless you are going to like draft Trevor Lawrence, uh, I'm not I'm not 100% certain that is beneficial. Well, well, here's my logic, right? 
Okay, so we are like we already agreed that this team has no shot to win a Super Bowl. So if this team has no shot to win a Super Bowl, if this team has no shot to go all the way, what good is winning six or seven or eight games going to possibly do for this team? What is, what is it going to do? The only thing it will do is lower your draft position. Now, granted, this is the NFL. You can get the best player in the draft. I mean, Patrick Mahomes wasn't taken number one, right? Deshaun Watson wasn't the first quarterback taken. So you can get the best player in the draft in the late first round. That's technically possible. But the only thing it has the potential to do is to give Howie Roseman and Jeff Lurie a sense of false hope and go, okay, things aren't as bad as they seem. We had so many injuries. Carson Wentz was terrible for the first month of the year. If we just tweak a couple things here and there, we're back in business. And this season, that is the excuse me, that's the worst possible result. I, I hear you, Mike. Um, I don't think it happens again. I really don't. And I, I honestly do think they made some legitimate changes last offseason. They did move on from some older players. They did uh, try to do some things to get younger. Obviously, it hasn't worked out, and it, it looks terrible right now, and they uh, definitely neglected some positions. I don't think that will happen. I, I think the difference in the way you and I are looking at it right now is uh, the way I look at this season now and what I think is the most important thing uh, to get out of this season is you got to figure out whether this coach and this quarterback can move forward together. And if you determine that they can't move forward together, you got to determine whether uh, there's one that you can keep and one that you want to move forward with and move on from the other. That's what I look at for the rest of the season, what I'm most interested in. The quarterback and coach, can they move forward together? And if not, is one of them worth keeping around here? Well, will you join my bandwagon if they're 0-5-1? I, 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 Mike, I don't, like, I don't know <laughs> yet. Like, I'm not, I, I don't think rooting for well, not losing rooting, and draft for Yeah, okay. I, No, I, I just, I don't think losing and bottoming out and setting that kind of culture, especially in football, I don't think that is beneficial. I don't. I, I, I won't I won't agree with we'll you. Just have, yeah, we'll just have to agree to disagree on that one. But but you know what else too? Isn't it hilarious how like this every it's not just the Eagles. Every game I watch, Howie Roseman mistake just always manages to somehow rear its ugly head. And it, and it but it did for the Eagles, right? Dude I was whining and, and moaning about the wide receivers all offseason. They didn't do enough. Three games into the season, the receiving core is already down to Greg Ward, Burnett, and John Hightower. They it's are. like, oh my, dude, he went into the season with his number one receiver, an injury-prone 33-year-old. And the only major addition he made to the receiving core was Jalen Rager. Like, that is a fireable well, offense. Mike, Mike, you're selling him short a little. They're, they're expecting big things from J.J. Ortega-Whiteside this year. Oh, and Chris right, Watkins yeah, I mean, is coming back next week. Yeah, Don't forget. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, J.J., JJ I mean, Howie was glowing in his uh, reviews of J.J. during training. He was going up, he was boxing out defenders left and right. I mean, uh, did you read the Ruben Frank article on how unproductive he has been? Yeah, it, I think it's, he, it's historic. He's like the only receiver from last year's class that hasn't had a catch this year. Uh, yeah, something like that. He, he had, uh, coming into Sunday's game and he, I saw him out there for a few snaps. He still can't get out there somehow. Uh, but, uh, he had 10 catches in 530 snaps uh, going terrible. into Sunday's game. 
Well, yeah, hey, uh, Goddard's hurt. Move him to tight end. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> He's more, and I, by the way, I would um, I, I get to my usually I, my usually in a second. I just um, I would have uh, I would have went for it and fourth down. I wouldn't have kicked the field goal. I would have ran a play. I, I I don't think there's any chance that Jake Elliott hits the the longest field goal in NFL history. Uh, the longest was actually hitting Denver a mile high. So. Right. Like I would think it was a 63-yarder by Prater, so I, I definitely would have ran a pass play on that uh, on that play, though. Yeah, no, no, I agree. I mean, I I I wouldn't have played for the tie. Certainly, I'd have, I'd have I'd have gone for it as well. Sends a bad sends a bad message to his players. Yeah, no, it yeah. It, it does. What what do you have? All for right, the so players? um, I, I do want to say, look, it, it is a real shame. It is a real shame that the Philly season ended without the playoffs. And John Middleton, man, if you're listening. Look, I know you did everything you possibly could to get this team into the playoffs. You spent every last dime of your money to ensure that this team had the bullpen starting pitching it needed to go all the way. And you just came up a little bit short, a little bit short, but you gave us everything you could. And the last thing I want to say is this, Tom. What is that? Oh, okay. Hey, 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 goodbye. See you later, loser. <laughs> See you, John. <laughs> I'll talk to you, Tom. All right, take it easy, Mike. Have a good one. Mike Mike with a little production value to his call tonight. Um, you know, I, 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 I yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't know what to say about the Phillies. I don't know what to say about the Phillies. We'll, we'll get to the Phillies in the last segment of 3 o'clock. I got something for Joe Girardi, but uh, it's just, it's, it's, it's terrible. It is. It is. Ter- it is a bad state of affairs in this town right now. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. Got it. The break here. Gus and Kent. You'll be first right after the break. Go right back to the phones when we return. Uh, Eagles, Phillies, whatever you want. Um, I want to hear from you. I want to get your anger on these teams right now because it's a. Uh, it, it's pretty bad. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. I'm Tom Kelly. In for Big Daddy Graham. Sports Radio ninety four WIP. Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'm Tom Kelly in for Big Daddy Graham. If you want to get in, 215-592-9494 is how you join the show. Obviously, a lot of Eagles discussion so far um, after their thrilling 23-23 tie with the Cincinnati Bengals. Always nice when you can get a get, you know, get out of a game without losing. That that's that's the uh the benchmark that we're setting in this town right now. As long as it's not a loss. It's kind of a win, I guess. We're the only team in the NFC East not to lose today. Great. You made up ground somehow. <laughs> uh, so, um, obviously, we've been talking about the Eagles um, and the embarrassment that was that game and the, the end of that game. Uh, Doug Peterson, Carson Wentz, uh, the defense, no, short of a, uh, no shortage of blame to go around. So, we'll continue getting into the Eagles. And um, next segment, I do need to get more into the Phillies a little bit because – the Phillies cannot be forgotten about in all this. Uh, they're the team whose season legitimately did end on Sunday. Uh, their season is finished now. And what they did over the weekend um, was hideous in every way. And I have a quote from our fearless manager, Joe Girardi. I, I remember here in the offseason, Joe Girardi's going to come in here. He's going to lay down the law. He's going to make this team 10 games better. Get out of here, Kapler, and the analytics and the numbers and all this nonsense. Joe Girardi's going to straighten these boys out. Well, big tough Joe Girardi had a a quote after the game that it might have been worse than Clentac last week. 
it it might have been worse. Uh, so we'll get to that next segment. And uh, the Phillies, as they fail to make the playoffs, ninth straight year, um, in an expanded playoffs designed to get a team like the Phillies in. Uh, so we'll get more into the Phillies as well. If you want to get in, as I said, Eagles and Phillies were ripping both organizations tonight for their incompetence and their failures. There, there's plenty to go around, and we'll continue doing it all night long. 215-592-9494. Let's go to Gus and Allentown. What's up, Gus? I got a tour. I got three uh, old-fashioned Jody Mac, you know, Jody, do me a favors. Uh-huh. The first one is for callers to say not that they're, quote-unquote, frustrated, but that they're like Howard Deal in Network, mad as hell, and they won't take it any longer. I can't stand the word frustrated. It's an anger management euphemism, okay? There's nothing to be frustrated about. They stink. Okay, it's very easy to say. I'm not frustrated saying it. The other thing is when people are asked the question, is this a bad football team? And they'll say, yeah, it's a bad football team right now. As if, like, next week they won't be a bad football team or the week after. That's another BS term. And we're way past the point of no return. We cannot tolerate BS terms anymore. All right? An end to them all. Yeah, no, Gus, it's been, um, I mean, I do agree with you on the the bad, like they're a bad football team right now. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, the Eagles have been a bad football team for three weeks. Um, they're going to be a bad football team yeah, for another 10. I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't know uh, unless I see a, a couple, you know, games here that they show they're not a bad football team. They'll continue no, to be a bad football team. It ain't happening. And here's my last, Jody, do me a favor. And you never get this anymore, this kind of in-depth reporting. But I would love to know. I'm going to leave the Flyers out of it because I really don't know anything about ice hockey. Yeah. But all the other three sports. I would like to know if any of these front offices, these scouting departments, for the Phillies, Eagles, and 76ers, actually go to the site and eyewitness these players, actually scout them with, you know, on-site scouting. I think they do it all on tape. I really do. I don't think they actually get off their duffs or have people in the field to actually attend the games. I'm still convinced to this day that Fultz was not – nobody saw Fultz actually play. I'm absolutely convinced of that. Oh, no, they they, they didn't. I mean, they brought him in for that one workout. But, I mean, in other words, in the old days, when you scouted – you went to the games. I remember the guy who was a former Temple guy who became the uh, general manager of the, the Giants. He routinely went down to watch Eli Manning play right. in the flesh. Well, I mean, they in don't the NFL, do that. They, the Eagles do not do that. I'm convinced of it. They go to the combine, and I know the That's combine's not, the not same games. Thing. I get it. I get it. I get it, Gus. Okay. I'm not against here. I'm okay. just saying. I mean, I know they go but, to the but, combine. I don't. That's I, what I, I'm talking about. I know. I know. I can't speak to whether the scouts go to games. I don't know that. Wouldn't, wouldn't you like to know? Uh, yeah, I would like Especially to know. Especially if it, if it comes out that the New England Patriots actually attend games and watch the players that they end up uh, drafting, or that the St. Louis Cardinals do it, or that the uh, uh, certainly the um, Miami uh, Heat do it. And that maybe that's why they have a guy like Hero shooting threes on their team, because they actually attended games where they watched them do it in clutch situations. Meanwhile, our teams watch the tapes or go to the combine. I wonder why our scouting is so piss 
poor. Isn't it amazing that team, Gus, the way they can make Hero and Adebayo and these guys who were thought to be, you know, average role players. I mean, Bam Adebayo had 30 points in Game yeah, 6 of the Eastern Conference Finals. But one thing, one, you know, you look at these teams. Like, you look at the Miami um, Marlins, okay, the, the Florida Marlins. All their pitchers throw good, hard sinkers. Okay, so in other words, they have an identity and a character that they develop. They have an attitude and approach to the game. They're not always successful, but they have they put their signature on their players. Okay, you look at the Miami Heat, they came to a conclusion. You have to shoot at a certain level or we're not interested in you. Okay, so that's how they do their evaluations. The Phillies, for instance, have never liked pitchers that throw hard. Have you noticed that? They, even Cole Hamels, a good pitcher, was a change-up pitcher. Whereas other teams say, throw the ball 98 miles an hour first, and then we'll refine your game. That's a way of approaching the development of a player. None of these teams in this town have a clue about how to develop. They don't have a philosophy, and they don't follow through on it. I mean, it's hard to argue right now, Gus. I mean, look, just look at the results and look at how the fact – and that is the most frustrating thing, um, whether it's the Eagles, Philly, Sixers – None of these players develop. The development I mean, on these at, teams is like, awful. Look at them like they're one of the best pitchers, Nola. Not only does he not come through in clutch situations in games, in the, you know, winning a game, but in clutch situations during a game. Right. He'll have a guy down in the count, and what will he do? He'll throw a curveball. He'll throw something that will, you know, will accelerate the bat speed of the player. He won't finish him off with a fastball because he doesn't have a good enough fastball to do it. Right. No, I... And that's, that's a philosophy. This team is literally soft. I hear Literally. you. I hear you, Gus, and and I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, no, no. I mean, I mean, yeah. Of course, they're soft. Look at what just happened down in Tampa Bay. They went down there and they rolled over and died like a bunch of dogs. That's exactly what they did. I think Gus sounds frustrated. Yeah, Gus does sound frustrated. I don't. I, that, that I didn't. I should have gotten into Gus. Uh, gotten into it with Gus more about that. I, you know, frustrated is a word that, that yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know I don't, about don't being outraged over that. that. You know, it's like, what are you going to do if you're, you're frustrated? You're not going to, like, what are you supposed to say? Gus is trying to come you're here and tell, tell people how to feel. Yeah, but you're like, yeah, I mean, you're, we're going to, we're, we're angry. If, if that's a preferred word, I'll use that word. 215-592-9494. Let's go to Kent in West Philly. What's up, Kent? Hey, what's up, um, man? Uh, I'm a. I got a lot I want to get into with the Eagles, so I'm gonna be quick. I just want to say real quick, the Phillies that was trash, that was horrible. I'm disgusted. Uh, I, the Sixers. I hope they watching the Heat right now, watching what Jimmy Butler doing down there. And just real quick, I'm gonna just start into this with the Eagles, man, because I've watched this game today, and I ain't never been so mad in my life. I swear, like, uh I got to start with, uh, I just want to say to the one caller, Mike, that called you earlier, he was talking about, when he was talking about uh, uh, losing the game, mm-hmm. and I just want to say that we, you don't want to lose the game, mostly because the culture of the franchise. Right. Yeah, Ken, um, I, my, Mike, Mike thinks that's the right thing. I, I don't agree with him on that. I just don't, and, you know, I think the Miami Heat are a good example, and hey, yeah. um, I, I I was a process guy. I thought that was the right thing for the Sixers to do at the time. But the Miami Heat and what they have done and the way they do it, they never went that route. And right now, it's it's hard to argue against the way they've done it. They have evolved that way. And hey, I I think that's probably the right way to go. 
Exactly, because they kept the culture of winning. So now it's like, all right, the players still, the, the first thing on their minds is always about let's win, let's win. Instead of they get used to losing, now you don't you got to learn how to win. Right. But um, I want to get the Carson Wentz. I really feel like he, I really, I've been in a lot of different cities, and Philly is one of the smartest football towns in the country. And I really feel like he is insulting our intelligence. But I keep coming out to these press conferences every week telling us, oh, I'm going to be better. It's fine. Don't panic. It's going to be okay. We're going to be better. Like, we don't have two eyes, and we're not watching these games. Right. Well, you and know. It's not going. Well, no, we're, sorry, Kent, to cut you off. But what, what, I, what I think about that is I think that's Carson Wentz trying to convince himself, to be honest with you. Like, I think he is lacking so much confidence right now. I think he's saying that. Not meaning to insult us, I think he's trying to convince himself that it's going to get better. Uh, because um, you know, I, I, I think I think he has lost all his confidence. I really do. It's I, I, it's like hard to sit here and watch this guy keep throwing interceptions, missing the passes, overthrowing receivers, and it's like you just come out here and tell us you, oh, you know, I'll be all right. We're going to get better next week. It's like no, how we Roseman. He keeps thinking he's smarter than everybody else in the NFL. We waste the pick on Jalen Hurts to throw him out there so he can fumble the ball one random play. We ain't going to ever put him in to see what he can do, no matter how bad Carson Wentz plays. Then you, we, we don't want to draft linebackers. We, we pick J.J. Arcega-Whiteside over D.K. Metcalf, no. torching the Cowboys today. Um, you got Deshaun Jackson who want to make music videos and can't even get on the field because he stays injured. But he can go out and drop an album. Jason Peters complaining about money, but playing like trash, giving up sex. Fletcher Cox is out here stealing money because I watched the whole game, and you might hear his name get called once or twice. Brandon Graham gets paid, and I haven't heard about him since. You got the secondary, Jalen Mills. It was one play I saw. They threw a Burrow, Joe Burrow threw a deep pass. And the ball, if Joe, if Jalen Mills would have played the ball, yep, yep, he could have got an interception. Kent, that and play. Instead, he panicked and pushed the receiver, got a pass interference. Now it's first and goal at the one. They score a touchdown. Ken, that play drove me nuts. Like he's looking at the ball. He's looking at the ball. What? Go up and make a play on the ball. Instead, he decided to push the receiver on the ground. It's like, what are you doing? It was it, awful. It's- it's like the whole team, like what Doug Peter said after the, the game, it's, it's true. It's like nobody's playing smart. Everybody's just panicking and just, I don't even know. It's like, it, and it, it all starts to me with Carson because I feel like the quarterbacks, they're the leaders of the team. They get paid $30 million, and they're post, if he was playing good, it's like in the beginning the defense was doing, they, we don't have a great defense. So they were sacking Joe Burrow. They was playing as well as they can. But it's hard for them to keep coming out there and keep that up when every time they get off the field, you throw an interception or you fumble the ball, and now they're right back out there. And it's like at some point, I don't know what, we, I don't know what we're going to do. I mean, I, like you said, I came into this year thinking, okay, we're okay at quarterback, but the quarterback's playing horrible, and for us to sit here and act like this is new, he's been doing this since he got injured. Yeah. He's, what, like 15, 16, and 1 now? Yeah, yeah, something like that. It's Yeah, I think he's one game under 500, and great call, Kent. Really appreciate it, man. Um, well said. Uh, everything well said. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's terrible all the way around. And, I, I mean, uh, Fletcher Cox, I guess, did have a – I mean, he had a big sack in overtime, but, uh, yeah, Kent's right. I mean – 
it, it, it rattled off um, a bunch of guys that underperformed, and it's it, it's terrible. It, it is terrible. I can't imagine these first three weeks going any worse um, for the Eagles right now. Let, let's get Adrian in here real quick. What's up, Adrian? You, 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 you know, what's up? What's going on, Adrian? What's up? So, you know, um, what's up? Had, had a good point there. I keep hearing something in the background. Yeah. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll put you on hold, Adrian. We'll try to work this out. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll try to figure it out during the break. And we'll get back to you after the break. 215-592-9494. I'm Tom Kelly. In for Big Daddy Graham. Uh, I do want to get to this Joe Girardi quote when we get back and uh, talk a little Phillies. Because what they did was sickening uh, over the weekend. So we'll get to that as well. I'm Tom Kelly, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'm Tom Kelly in for Big Daddy Graham. If you want to get in, 215-592-9494. Been uh, pretty jammed up on the phones, though. Some open lines uh, right now. But um, Kemp brought up a good point last last segment. Uh, that one play, it irritated me too. Where Jalen Mills is in the end zone. And, I mean, he could have gone and made a play on the football. And instead, he just decided to knock the receiver over like, and, and then act like he didn't commit a, a penalty. It's like, what are you doing in that spot? What what, what are you thinking? Um, I would say the Jalen Mills experiment at safety so far hasn't gone very well. Every week... It looks like letting Malcolm Jenkins go was more and more of a mistake than, uh, I mean, you could have ever imagined. You know, um, not bringing that player back uh, as as has had a, a negative effect on this team in a lot of ways. And Jim Schwartz, please, if I have to see him run that stupid picket fence defense one more time, on third and long, uh, if I have to see that one more, and I defend Jim Schwartz, I think overall he's a pretty good defensive coordinator, but it never works, Jim. It never works. You try it at least twice every game. It never, I, I, I can't remember one time it's worked. I really can't. They throw it underneath, they set up the blocks, and they get a first down easily. It never works. Just stop trying it. I, I can guarantee you it's not going to work. Do it next, do it next game. It's not going to work any better than it did last game. Um, I'm done with that defense. Just stop. Stop doing it. Uh, I, I, I can't take it. Uh, I can't take it. And um, just one of the frustrations of this Eagles team. I'll get to the Phillies next segment here and the Joe Girardi comment that, that I, I still need to get to. First, let's try to go back to Adrian here. What's up, Adrian? So, wait a minute. Let's say Carson Wentz stop talking. You still hearing something? Yeah. But I don't hear him now. So, can you hear me? Uh, are you Are you there? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. So, listen, this this is my whole thing. Gus had a, had, had some, had a good point there. You know, there's no way in the world that the Sixers actually put thought into these picks. Because if you went and seen Mark Carl Fultz play, there's no way in the world you would have picked him as number one. And you know what's really so crazy? He actually came in and had a bad workout, and they still took him. Uh, hey, you're hearing I something think, again? Yeah, yeah, I hear something again. But it, it went away. Let me see. 
Uh, all right. Um, we'll try to. Uh, uh, okay. What's up, Adrian? You there? All right. All right. We'll put Adrian on hold. Uh, try to figure this out. Having some uh, phone issues tonight, so hopefully we can uh, uh, work this stuff out and get back to Adrian at some point here. But um, uh, it, it just uh, a frustrating day all the way around on Sunday. I don't know. What else to say? And uh, when you look at the Eagles here, and this is something that has bothered me big time with this team, and it has been a common theme with this organization for the last couple of years, is that I, I honestly think, and it's frustrating when you hear the post-game comments, whether it be from Doug Peterson, whether it be from Carson Wentz, as you heard earlier. Brandon Graham said something to this effect during the game, or, or after the game, that nobody's panicking, that nobody's worried, that you know everything's going to get better, that everything's going to be fine. And I, I just don't believe that is the right approach for this team right now. Um, you should be panicking. You just tied the Cincinnati Bengals. You got your ass kicked last week by the Rams. You lost to Washington in week one. One of the worst teams in the NFL. They might be the worst team in the NFL. Who knows? Maybe the Eagles are the worst team in the NFL. But for, for the Eagles to not be panicking right now, like, that is concerning to me. And I'll, I'll listen to Doug today at 8 a.m. with Angelo. And I, honestly, I've been bothered by Doug the last couple weeks in his interviews in the morning. We all come on, oh, what's up, Angelo? And he'll do his thing, and jolly Doug, and, ah, you know, we had some problems. We'll get it worked out next week. Nothing's getting fixed. Nothing's getting fixed. Guys should be pissed off in that locker room right now. Guys should be bothered by what's going on. Guys should be, uh, you know, frustrated, as Gus would say, uh, by what is happening with this organization on the field. Because it is not acceptable. And I think there's still an error about this team where they still are are living off of 2017. Like, first of all, I am so sick of hearing about 2017 ever. I don't want to hear anybody say, you know, what, because that's the first thing people bring up when they talk about Carson Wentz is, well, you know, look back at 2017. He was the MVP of the league. He had a great year. That guy is gone. That year, three years ago, in NFL history, is ancient history. That year is finished. I'm tired of hearing about it. I'm tired of hearing, uh, you know, about the, the former successes of this team. The bottom line, whether they were in the playoffs or not, they were fortunate enough to get there the last couple of years because this division stinks. But the fact of the matter is that this has been a below-average football team over the last couple years. That's what they've been. That's what they've been with Carson Wentz at quarterback. They have been below average. And they should be panicking. Because things are not close, as Doug and Carson would say. is oh, we're just a little bit off. We're just missing. No, you're not. You're missing by a mile. You're nowhere close right now. You're nowhere close to fixing your issues. Carson Wentz is nowhere close to the player he used to be, physically or mentally. And 
I'm tired of hearing this team and these players talk like everything is fine when it's evident to everybody who watches the games, everybody who watches this team play, that nothing's close to fine. Nothing is anywhere near right with this football team. And uh, it's, it's frustrating. It's frustrating to see them Continue to speak this way after games. 215-592-9494. All right, let's try Adrian again here. What's up, Adrian? Each other? Nah, we work too hard for that. All right. Uh, still hearing it. 215-592-9494. I'm Tom Kelly. Uh, when we get back, I will get to the Phillies. We haven't really got to the Phillies yet. I will uh, uh, address what they did over the weekend and uh, give you a comment from, from Joe Girardi. Uh, that really bothered me. 215-592-9494. I'm Tom Kelly, Sports Radio 94 WIP. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.